Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. We got a topic for you guys here today. As I said on, I believe, was it Saturday show or Friday show? One of those shows. I said in that show that Deion Sanders is the biggest thing in, in, in sports right now. The number one topic in any sport, at least in the United States. No one has, you know, taken over the headlines the way Deion has in his Colorado Buffaloes. No one, to be, to be quite honest with you. Even for us here, uh, we don't even focus on football. We don't. This is a, This is predominantly an NBA channel, although we cover bigger news surrounding the sports world in general. But in terms of a sport, we're predominantly focused on the NBA. So for us to be talking about college football, it tells you the impact that Dion is having. And as it turns out, other people are beginning to notice this impact. What am I talking about? As you guys know, Deion Sanders has, has, has had some detractors in the media like Jason Whitlock and others. Uh, because of his behavior and all of these different things. But one of the things that they're not mentioning is the fact that Deion Sanders is someone uh, that is able to move the needle. So much so, so much so that now Dion has major media networks actually fighting over him to gain the rights or coverage to the Colorado, uh, what is it, Colorado College team. It has come to that. I was doing some research and I came across an article from Front Office Sports that I want to read. Let me read the headline for you. It says, ESPN and Fox are fighting over Colorado football. The article then continues on. Last year, George said Deion Sanders' arrival in Boulder could help boost the conference's overall media value. It might be the only thing the belligerent Pac-12 commissioner was right about. Now, everybody wants a piece of their success. ESPN and Fox, who comprise college football's broadcasting duopoly, are using number 18 Colorado's success to gain an edge in their ongoing battle. The buffs have become the main focus of college football from debate shows and traveling Saturday pregame broadcasts to game windows. Because of the Pac-12, because the Pac-12 has deals with both ESPN and Fox. The networks trade the networks trade the rights to Colorado's games depending on the week. That dynamic will continue next year when the Buffs join the Big 12, the only power conference with a fu- with a future media rights deal that includes both networks. Fox has been trying to compete with ESPN's industry incumbent college game game day since it launched Big Noon kickoff in 2019. Last season, game day outdrew Big Noon kickoff by 70%. But prime time coming to Boulder has been a major boon for Fox. Octagon EVP of Global Media Rights, Daniel Cohen, told Fox Fox uh, for Office Sports, Fox is going on its third consecutive week hosting Big Noon kickoff at a Colorado game and its second consecutive week in Boulder. Even though ESPN has the rights to Colorado State games, Fox passed up an opportunity to go to Penn State. The decision was a no-brainer, a source told uh, FOS. 
It's rare for a network's pregame show to promote a game it doesn't own, but clearly Fox believes its gamble will be worth it. I think more. I think we're more in the hunting in hunting mode rather than being hunted, and it's fun being the hunter and coming up with new ways to attack. Fox Sports Rob Stone told FOS on Friday, "Our bosses have been behind it since the off season, and they have and they have put uh, resources uh, into our product." that are unheard of but in the tug of war espn pulled out all the stops along with the first college game day broadcast in boulder since 1996 the network sent the pat mcafee show sports center and first take to the school for their friday show when a team becomes a story that's what gets on our radar espn producer told fos last year multiple analysts have noted colorado is not only the biggest story in college football but perhaps the bit perhaps the sports industry overall both pregame show will enjoy a live appearance from coach prime himself but espn's desmond howard thinks the network's pregame show still has the edge we're the only three hour live show that provides a three hour infomercial about the program the school the, and the community he told reporters friday there's no other show on tv that does that regarding their respective top game slots however fox has beaten espn uh the past two seasons big news saturday averaged 6.2 million viewers last year compared to 4.3 on abc slash uh, espn 7 p.m eastern primetime window the bus first two noon games smashed fox 2022 average but espn outperformed them by a small margin tcu colorado averaged 7.26 million viewers compared to espn fsu lsu game 9.17 million while texas alabama 8.8 million edged out colorado nebraska 8.7 million this week espn has taken the weapon away from fox and even a 10 p.m. Uh, yeah, 10 p.m. kickoff should provide a boost. As the battle between ESPN and Fox continues, it's unclear how long Colorado will play a major role. And then basically, the article then goes on to say a few other things. This thing is unheard of. It's absolutely unheard of. The last game that they played against Colorado State. I was going through my, uh, what is it? I was going through my uh, my Instagram, just kind of scrolling through because I follow a lot of sports pages. And I'm looking at some of the, what is it? Some of the posts from SportsCenter, ESPN, and they're showing coverage of the game. And they're talking about all of the stars, athletes, and celebrities that attended that last game. I'm seeing Master P. I think Dwayne The Rock Johnson was there. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was there and all of these guys. I'm like, these guys are bringing out all of these celebrities just to watch this college football game. There's no way, there's no way you can tell me that Deion Sanders is not one of the reasons that something like this is happening. But I got another article uh, that I came across that I want to read here um, that centers on this kind of battle uh, for supremacy, basically, between uh, what is it, these these major networks, because it's another front office sports article that basically has a headline saying media battle heats up as Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith vie for Deion Sanders spotlight. So let me, let, let me continue on with the article here. It says Charles Barkley dislikes Skip Bayless, but the godfather of embrace debate has one huge sports personality in his corner right now. Deion Sanders. Since returning to the air on August 28th, Bayless has landed the red-hot Colorado coach 
not once but twice for live interviews on the revamp FS1's morning show, Undisputed Live. Sanders' interviews after beating TCU in week one has drawn nearly 1 million views on YouTube. With a 2-0 start, Sanders' number 18 Buffaloes are the biggest story in college football right now, if not all of sports. Sanders is the biggest interview get in sports TV right now. Both Bayless, both Bayless and new partner Michael Irvin have relationships with Sanders dating back to the mid-1990s when Sanders and Irvin played for the Dallas Cowboys and Bayless covered the team. Landing Coach Prime for the revamp Undisputed has given Bayless some bragging rights in his competition with former TV, uh, TV partners Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp of ESPN's First Take. As usual, he goes all the way when Bayless supporting uh, when Bayless supports a sports personality like Tom Brady or Tim Tebow. On Undisputed, Bayless hails Sanders for pulling off the greatest turnaround in college football history. Naturally, in touting uh, Coach Prime as head coach as a head coach uh, candidate for his beloved Dallas Cowboys, Deion Sanders would be sensational. As a Dallas Cowboys head coach, uh, Bayless tweeted to his 3.2 million followers, I'm taking Super Bowls, I'm talking Super Bowls, plural. Added Bayless, to, added Bayless to his podcast, I believe with all my heart and soul, Deion Sanders' ability to do anything in life, but especially to coach. College football, pro football, if he puts his mind to it, he will beat you. I used to say that about Tom Brady. That's one man I don't bet against. Deion Sanders is another man I don't bet against. But ESPN, Smith, and Sharp are rapidly catching up regarding media access to Coach Prime. On Friday morning, Smith and Sharp and Molly Kerm took first take live on location in Boulder. Sanders and his quarterback son, uh, Shador Sanders, two-way uh, star Travis Hunter and Pat McAfee appeared on the show. Coach Prime gave the first take true a gift of his signature uh, sunglasses. Kerm called him a friend of the show. Sanders shot down the suggestion he'd be on NFL. He'd, he'd be headed for the NFL during his appearance. I like Boulder. I love it here, he said, as uh, Buffs fans cheered him. Meanwhile, McAfee is also taking his show on the road to Boulder. He boasted. Yeah, he boasted a loaded guest schedule Friday, including Sanders, Smith, The Rock, Aaron Rodgers, fresh off his season-ending injury on Monday night uh, football. And then basically uh, the article goes on to say a few other uh, things there. So what do, we, what do we make of all of this? <laughs> what do we make of all of this? Number one, let me talk about what is teaching me here, teaching us here, is teaching us about... The importance of adapting, right? You got to adapt. You got to adapt. In our case, we're challenging ourselves uh, to do something we're not used to, which is cover football. Now, does it mean I don't understand football? No, I understand football perfectly fine, although I'm not a savant at it. I can't go off and start having this in-depth conversation with you about it because I used to watch it passively the same way I used to watch tennis. I understand some of the rules, but not to that level. I'm more of an NBA guy growing up in high school. That's what me and my friends used to argue about. Uh, that's how I learned about the NBA, just arguing with my friends in high school, coming to school with newspapers, looking at the NBA standings and stuff like that. That's how I learned, right? So I was more of an NBA guy and I like basketball. But what it's showing me is that, listen, um, when something is moving, when something is this hot, Sometimes you got to venture into the beyond and try something new. 
and figure something out. And that's what we're doing. We're challenging ourselves to try to stay abreast of what's happening here. And to me, it's one of the reasons why I was so surprised why so many people were going at Deion Sanders. Because, I mean, for God's sakes, look at the impact he's having on the sport. Look at the impact the guy's having on the sport. And then you have people out there talking about whether or not this guy is wearing a hat or he's wearing sunglasses or the way that he talks or his religious background and all of this other nonsense. It's like out of all of the things that are happening around this guy, why are you transfixed on this thing about his decorum or the way he carries himself? Focus on the results. Focus on the bigger impact of what he's doing. And Deion Sanders, without a doubt, uh, is having a, 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 a major, 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 major impact on the sport. He just is. There's no two ways to say it. If you look at the money that Deion Sanders is generating, we're talking about his college, uh, what is it, the, the, the program, you'll be startled. Let me read you one final article. This is from Essentially Sports. It says, firing up $94.8 million Dollars worth Buffalo's in front of the rock. Deion Sanders mother seemingly gains heat legend. Okay. The article continues on the ongoing college football season is providing some iconic moments. Uh, several of them courtesy of primetime Deion Sanders, along with his, uh, along with incredible football, the two time Super Bowl winner has also brought up a lot of attention and money to the Boulder program. Last year, the team generated n nearly 95 million in revenue. Well, Coach Prime's home opener grossed $18 million for the team. Of course, they have faced scrutiny from rival coaches, but the Buffs have also drawn support from several NBA legends. And basically, what that article goes on to say is talk about all of the money that Deion Sanders has generated for the program and the money he's going to be generating for the program moving forward. Listen, this guy is a magnet right now. He's a magnet. For them to be bringing in those type of numbers, are we still talking about the same team that went 1-11 last year? That's already what? 2-0 uh, or 3-0? The same team? People need to stop hating and witness a moment in sports because really that's what it is. This is a moment in sports. For this guy to be generate, generating this much, this much attention around this sport it says something, and I think we all need to appreciate it because I don't know when next we're going to see it. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. As you guys know, uh, college football right now, Deion Sanders are what's it seems to be what everybody's talking about right now, including us, an NBA channel predominantly now talking football, but I got to talk about it. I got to talk about it. Over the week, we've, we've been uh, producing some shows that were centered on some of the negative comments that Jason Whitlock has been saying about Deion Sanders. But in the midst of all of this, we're actually forgetting some of the other things that were t that are taking place. As you guys know, there was a very, very big game. Uh, where Colorado, where the Colorado Buffaloes played against the Colorado State Rams, and going into that game, there was a lot of chatter, a lot of com a lot of uh, what is it, a lot of controversy, especially the one between the two head coaches when the Colorado's uh, what is it, the the Rams head coach made some comments about Deion Sanders talking about his upbringing and the fact that he's wearing glasses and hats when he talks, all that other stuff, right? But going into the game, we already knew that, based on my research at least, where I know 
that it's a rivalry, an in-state rivalry, right? So I knew this. But apparently, there were some things bubbling under the surface that maybe some of us were unaware of. After watching the game highlights, which was pretty long, I think the game highlights for that game was about, I want to say 15 minutes. I saw the, the entire I couldn't watch the full game because of time zone restrictions. For those of you who know where I am, it's very hard to catch some of these games. Otherwise, I'll, I'll be watching. I'll, be, I'll have a wacky uh, schedule. But it was a sensational game, a thriller, a thriller, um, you know, from beginning to end. There was some crazy plays, but there was a particular play that took place in the game when Henry Blackburn, uh, who was a defensive back, he had this play where uh, Travis Hunter, who's a wide receiver, he caught the ball, or I believe he was trying to catch the ball, and he was getting ready to run out of, he was running out of bounds, and he was essentially blindsided uh, by Henry Blackburn. Like a really dirty play, cleared the guy out. Not only did he hit him, once he hit him, he actually looked, he actually like looked like he looked at him on the ground and then walked off, which made it seem like it was actually intentional. It was actually intentional. And a lot of people commented on it. If I'm not mistaken, I believe even LeBron James put out a tweet about how egregious of a play that was. I think most people at the time were expecting him to get tossed out of the game. And some people are saying that it set, it sets, excuse me, a negative precedent when you have something like this happen in the game where basically somebody can just get up and decide, hey, you know what? We're going to take out this team's best player and nothing is going to happen. So a lot of people were in an uproar. So this morning, while I was doing research, um, of course, as I said, this is the biggest story in sports is Deion Sanders uh, a story. I was watching to see, waiting to see rather, what some of the bigger names like uh, Stephen A. Smith and others were going to say about this. And then I came across, I believe it was the first episode of the first segment from Undisputed. And in this episode, they started off the show discussing this very thing. And when Skip Bayless asked his panel, Richard Sherman, Michael Irvin, and Keyshawn Johnson to kind of weigh in on that play, Michael Irvin and uh, Richard Sherman totally did not hold back. And they said that they believed that it was some foul play. And that particular hit was premeditated. So for those of you who didn't hear what these gentlemen had to say about that play, want to play for you now and then want to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what these gentlemen uh, had to say here. I'm told Travis Hunter sustained a laceration of his liver. Not considered terribly serious should heal on its own three to four weeks, but definitely will keep him out of Saturday's game at Oregon and probably out of the following Saturday's game against Keyshawn's USC and Caleb Williams. A terrible blow for Colorado just on the football field. Travis Hunter tried to play with the injury. He just didn't feel right. He was taken to the hospital where he was kept overnight. So Michael Irvin, how did you see this flashpoint moment of a play? I saw this as, as, as a dirty, no place in this game play. Mm. Dude, listen, I, I, I was upset. I was upset. Yeah, 30 yards, that's great. 30 yards is great. But I thought he should have gotten kicked out of the game. I thought we should have been hearing about them talking about him being suspended by now. We talked so much about the, the rules of the game and the health in the game and protecting players, and you let this go by without anybody saying anything, and I thought it should be an outrage. I, 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 I said to myself, I hope this is not something higher up where people are starting to get tired, tired or, or jealous of something yep. of what time is doing, mm -hmm. where when this goes on, nobody's saying anything about it because all they're hearing about is what Dion is doing. 
That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping somebody come out today and say, we're getting this out of the game. A okay, quick point of order. It wasn't the, the usual targeting because there was no crown of helmet. Yeah, he yeah, he yeah. hit him with his shoulder. But Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I mean, but the intent was there. Yes. And, and what's, what's most right. frustrating to me is that you had the comment by the anonymous D.C., Last yeah. week, like, hey, we're going to take Travis Hunter out. We're going to run our receiver out. We're going to block him right. out. We're gonna... right. And then all of a sudden, you get into a right. game where the ball That's hits the ground, yeah. and then you take him out after the play. Like, it, it, if it's a normal football play, everybody that steps Dude. between those lines Dude, understands. We're all right with that. We're with the, all right we, with we are all right with that. Hey, I'm taking that. this risk. I'm going out right. here. What I'm not all right with is, hey, ball hit the ground, whistle blown. Right. You taking a shot, and it sends the wrong message to the kids. It's like, and hey. Stand over, it's, and then stand over. And then stand over, over like you didn't done something. me out within the legal game, within the legal game. But it's like, hey, what you, by not suspending him, by not making an example out of him, you're saying, hey, y'all want to get a player, star player out of the game? As soon as the ball hit the ground, take your shot. It might be a 15-yard penalty, yeah. but you just lost your best player. And not only did you lose him for this game, this Following yeah, game, you lost you. him for four weeks. And it, it it's just and the kid that has no punishment. And it makes me feel like they they set a bounty out. They they did something. They talked about this. That kid didn't it, go it, out there roll. It smelled like that to right. me. But, yeah. And, and, and I want to get let me let me I want to do this because Colorado State, let's say this. They showed up to play. Sure. Yeah. They showed and up they, to they play. They got some players. And, and they got yeah. some players, they do. man. And Coach Norville, we talked about all this. Yeah. What he did worked. Mm-hmm. What he did worked. He, mm-hmm. he kind of tried to Dion, Dion, get his boys ready, but they came yep. and they showed up. Now, to that time team fought through. How many times have we gone through a practice and you hear at the end of that Thursday or Friday practice, two-minute drill, ball out on the two-yard line, mm-hmm. you got to go 98 yards, you got two minutes. We yep. practice that all the time. You practice that. But when it hits the game, you be like, Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. <laughs> 98 yards, two minutes. Point. You need a touchdown and a two right, point. We'll, we'll get to that. that you that, that, on that, that play. So, so both of them fault. I'm just saying, with, without I, this play, you, you, that you would have right. been a great oh, game. Hey, a great you game. You got it. He, he should have been suspended. But in college football, unlike the NFL, there's not a higher-up guard that says he should be suspended immediately. On Mike, to Michael's point, maybe they come out with it after – uh, the news cycle mm-hmm. this this week says, hey, this is ridiculous. Maybe he gets suspended by somebody. Maybe Jay Norvell decides to, to suspend him on his own. What I would say, though, in this situation, it was a dirty play. There's no, there's no need for that. But it's Travis Hunter. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he was uh, told to do it, he did it up on his own, whatever the case is, yep. it shouldn't have happened. So you heard what they had to say there. Now, um, I wanted to do a little bit more research to kind of get to the bottom of things. So I want to read uh, from two articles here. One of them is from the Denver Post. Let me start off with this article here. It says, former Broncos CB champ Bailey on Henry Blackburn's Blackburn's Hunter. It was intentional. The article continues on. Broncos legend champ Bailey didn't need to stand next to the rock on the sidelines at Folsom Field to believe CSU defensive back Henry Blackburn's late hit on CU's Travis Hunter came with bad intentions. You saw how Blackburn looked at him? It was intentional. Bailey, the Hall of Fame cornerback, told reporters Sunday afternoon at Empower Field prior to the, Bron- prior to the Broncos game against Washington. That's, that's, just the, that's just the nature of the game. 
but you worry about those things. Is the first quarter of Colorado's electrifying 43-35 double overtime victory over Colorado State on Saturday. Hunter ran a route Hunter ran a route near the buff sideline when Blackburn leveled the two-way star after the ball had already fallen incomplete. Colorado State was assessed with defensive pass and defensive pass interference and, and unnecessary roughness on the play. Hunter returned to the game on the defense on the defense during the, uh, the Rams' next possession and played for most of the first half. But five minutes into the second half, the team announced that he had been taken to the hospital. Hunter finished the game with two receptions for 21 uh, yards. And then Coach Prime said that he expects him to be out for a few weeks. I want to quickly read from another article here, and this is from 9news.com. Uh, it says, CU star Travis Hunter taken to hospital in second half of game versus C uh, CSU. CU immediately announced that Hunter was ruled out and taken to a hospital, but he absorbed an illegal hit to the midsection in the second half. Uh, quarter. So that's what that article had to say there. And then I believe uh, Skip Bayless this morning, if I'm not mistaken, he essentially said that the gentleman suffered, uh, what is it, a liver tear or something like that. That's what I heard while he was talking about it. So it seems to be a pretty, pretty uh, serious injury. And this guy is going to be sidelined uh, for three weeks, which is a very, very big hit. Because I think within that three-week window, this team is expected to play two more games. I believe they have another game this Saturday, this Saturday coming up. I may be mistaken, but this is what I, this, this is what I think. So let's get into what these gentlemen had to say here. First of all, I believe that there's some truth to this and I'll tell you why. When you have men at this level, this caliber of players, you're talking about Michael Irvin, you're talking about Keyshawn Johnson, you're talking about Richard Sherman. These are guys who, who played professionally in the NFL and others coming out and saying, listen, that was a dirty play. You know, something is off because they're looking at it with a professional eye. So if you thought that that was a dirty play, hearing these guys say it, I believe should reinforce your assumption about what you saw to the larger point. Are they trying to send them a message? Well, I hate to break it to you guys, but unfortunately, this is what happens when you get really, really big. When you get really, really big, you start getting success, uh, you become a target. You become a target. And people will be gunning for you. Because now what's going to happen is you have people that may not want to see you win. And oh, by the way, it may not just be your direct competitors. It may be people even higher up higher up that wouldn't like to see a team like this, for example, be the one that ends up winning it all, for example. Now, most people don't believe that that's going to happen. And I'm sure Coach Prime, if you heard what you guys said, he will add you guys on his list. But to me, I believe that. I absolutely believe that it happens. It absolutely happens. If you watch any sports documentary, you know that there's a lot of things that take place outside, uh, off the field or uh, off the court. We know this. Now, can we say this for short? We don't know because we don't have the evidence. But for these people, for all of these gentlemen to be going out there saying this, you know that there's something there. And for the player, for uh, Henry, what is it, um, Henry Blackburn to hit him after the incomplete play and then look down at him, knowing very well he wasn't a threat on that play any longer, 
It's like, yo, who sent you? Who sent you? Really, who sent you? Why are you doing all of this? So to me, I think that the success that the Colorado uh, Buffaloes are getting right now um, is making them a target. And I think that Deion Sanders understands this. He understands this. What's taking place right now is unprecedented. It's unprecedented. It, I mean, it literally, it literally is. I believe the first game, when they went out there in that first game, they drew, if I'm not mistaken, they drew something like 7 million viewers in that game. 7 million people tuned in to watch a college football game. The NFL season is going on right now, and we're talking about college football. That tells you something. And not everyone is going to be happy for this team. You better believe it. Especially, especially knowing that they weren't one of the high, uh, the, 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 the teams that were ranked highly coming into this season. We know this. So um, as, part, as, as part for the course, um, I'm not surprised. What's surprising is the lack of, uh, that there haven't been any ramifications for that guy's actions. And we have to wait and see. That's surprising because some people are saying they should have thrown him out of the game. But uh, we're going to be following this story pretty closely. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. We're going to be talking a little bit about Stephen A. Smith and these boys uh, and this issue that he has with Terrell Owens. It seems like everybody's talking about it right now. It seems like everybody's talking about it. So what happened? As you guys know, Stephen A. Smith, about a week or so ago, goes on the Joe Budden podcast. They're on there. And Joe Budden proceeds to ask Stephen A. Smith to give his opinions on the fallout between himself and Max Kellerman. When it came time for Stephen A. Smith to talk, he then takes it upon himself to go into why the show didn't work between the two of them. And in the process of that, he basically throws Max Kellerman under the bus by basically saying, number one, he didn't see the reason why people should listen to him on television Given that he didn't have a journalism background and given the fact that he wasn't an athlete, that's the, that's one of the things he said. The other thing he said was we would look at the focus groups, the Q ratings, YouTube, and all of these different things. And he said that they were worlds apart in terms of both gentlemen moving the needle. He said he was here and Max Kellerman was basically here. He then goes on to say, if you can't step up to the plate, and do the things that I need you to do, I'm going to have to move on from you. Now, I want to take a nuanced approach to this point. Ever since Max Kellerman left uh, ESPN First Take, if you look at the numbers by them going to an ensemble cast, it's actually worked better. Because now you have personalities, you have a rotating cast, 
You have uh, Kendrick Perkins on one day. You have Chris Maddog Russo on another day. You have J.J. Redick on another day. At times in the past, you had Jay Williams on other days. You had Tim Legler at various points. Now they have Shannon Sharp, and Shannon Sharp has really been a boon to that show. I mean, the numbers have been astronomical. However, it doesn't mean that prior to that, him and Max Kellerman, or in this case, Max Kellerman, was somehow incompetent or something like that. If you watch that show, Max Kellerman, you could tell, was the more analytical person, although Stephen A. Smith used to make some good points as well. Max Kellerman did have some wacky takes from, you know, from time to time. But Max Kellerman was also never called to apologize to people left and right on television like Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith was usually, was usually the one that used to have gaffes on television. It's usually him. Because sometimes he just talks without thinking and then he'll say something like the Shohei Otani, Otani comments. That was Stephen A. Smith. The Nigerian players comments. That was Stephen A. Smith and so many others. It's him doing it. To be fair to Max, Max rarely had moments like that. But I digress because it doesn't fit the narrative of what he's trying to say. But there was a moment in the past on that show, I believe it was in 2019, where they brought where, where excuse me, where they brought in uh Terrell Owens. They were discussing Colin Kaepernick. They were going there, having their back and forth. And basically, Max Kellerman was on the side of Colin Kaepernick. Terrell Owens was on the side of Colin Kaepernick. And Stephen A. Smith was on the side of Colin Kaepernick to an extent. However, he was speaking from the standpoint that I think some people felt like he was supporting the establishment over Colin Kaepernick, who they felt was being railroaded. And it was because of that, when they were now having their dialogue, Terrell Owens said, in a joking but serious way, it's almost as if Max Kellerman is blacker than you. And it was that, those comments, that at that time, this, they totally set off Stephen A. Smith. They totally set him off, right? Totally set him off. So then what happened? Yesterday, was it yesterday? Yesterday, the day before that, some jackass watching the show said, when we produced the show about it, I mean, when when the when the tweets came out within a less than 24-hour window, you know what this jackass said? Oh, this is old news. We, we produced the show on something that had happened within the 24-hour cycle. Man, this is old news. I guess because if we didn't cover it in the first five minutes, then it's, it's it. Anyway. So what happened was these two gentlemen then get into it back and forth on Twitter. And they end up having one of the most entertaining back and forths I've ever seen two people have on Twitter. So what we want to do is we want to play that back and forth instead of me reading it all over again. I'm going to play the back and forth for you guys between these two gentlemen on Twitter and then want to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to that there. There was a post uh, from that, that was, it was from Jay Slay, the drama prince. And this post said, this is why he doesn't give a F. This is why he doesn't F with Max Kellerman. And Terrell Owens goes and likes the post and says, facts right and then he went on to say this all happened yesterday he says facts i already know now i hear now i hear he wants to expose me whatever that means now what is he talking about if you go to stephen a smith's twitter page he says uh, according to uh, responding to terror owens he has he says now as for this dude that's an entirely different story you know how i feel about your sorry you know what terrell owens and you know why you should thank, you should thank your heavenly father. I haven't zeroed in 
on you with the trifling bleep you tried to pull. Tell folks at ESPN what your desperate behind tried to pull. Keep on talking. Eventually, you'll expose yourself. And then he says, real facts. And then he went on to say in another post, or maybe I'll just dedicate the entire Stephen A. Smith show slash podcast on YouTube this Monday to all the things you tried to do behind the scenes to brothers over the years while claiming someone is more of a brother than others. Let me think, I think you meant to say think about that over the next 24 hours. Sick of this bleep. Enough. Then Terrell Owens says, uh, what is it? Yeah, Terrell Owens then responds to him. He says, behind the scenes, again, man, I'm not worried because I stand on my character and who I am. You better come with some facts and not this hearsay and anonymous sources because that's not going to fly. Terrell Owens then says, now Stephen A. Stephen A. asked me if I'm scared. I thank God every day or at least try to do uh, try to try to do, do my best. I'm not worried. You don't have to make some bold attempts to expose me because I have nothing to hide. You're mad because of the advice my attorney because of the advice my attorney after we filed against ESPN because on air without my consent you shared our text conversation. I'm not sure that constitutes as desperate, but enlighten enlighten all of us. So my boy, hone in on me. I'm good. I'm blessed, and God got me. You're still salty about that interview I did with you and Max a few years back, and and I said what I said, and today I'm still Team Max. Got that man fired. That's messed up. You saw me in Colorado. You should have told me about my sorry behind then. Then Stephen A. Smith, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a soap opera. And then Stephen A. Smith, he goes back and he says, respect. and someone said, someone tweeted at Stephen A. Smith, he said, at Stephen A., can't y'all can't y'all call each other like grown mature men and clear the air without all of this extra social media back and stuff back and forth? Get what you need off your chest and move on. Stephen A. Smith then says, "Respectfully, bro, you don't know the whole story. I have nothing to say about his sorry pathetic behind, but that doesn't mean you're wrong. You're right, bro. I'm mad enough to admit that. I will stand uh, down." And then Toro Owens responded to that. He said. Don't stand down now. I'll I'll be sorry and pathetic, but sure to keep that same energy when you see me next time. You see, I'm not intimidated by you because you have a platform and a loud mouth to claim that you're going to allegedly expose me about something. It seems to me that you're going to you're going to be the you're you're the one being exposed. Please expose me. Let me know what you got. I, along with everybody else, will be waiting. I don't bother nobody. I'm just speaking. And if you don't like me, that's a personal problem. And then uh, and then Terrell Owens said, uh, you know, he said a few other things about Stephen A. Smith. And he finally said 15 hours ago, he said, I can't wait to hear what he's going to expose me about. We'll be waiting. Anything you got. He then says uh, anything to get the people to tune in into and increase the ratings on his show. But I'm, I'm here for it. Hey, Stevie. When it's all said and done, you open your mouth with the annoying overuse of vocabulary to try to expose me. I'm still Team Max. So you heard the exchange there. It was hilarious. One quick thing, because some people were roasting me in the comment section yesterday. 
Apparently, when I said in that soundbite and somebody said, apparently that was Kyrie Irving. I had no idea it was Kyrie Irving for a few reasons. Number one, I don't follow Kyrie Irving on Twitter. Number two, when I was reading those tweets, I was actually switching back and forth between two tabs and I was focused on what was being said. Number four, number three, whatever it is, when I looked at the name, I saw the name at the top. I didn't look under it with the at that said Kyrie Irving. I didn't see it. It was an oversight. But the way some people are banging on about that, a 20-minute video, you guys are focused on whether or not he didn't say Kyrie Irving. Man, relax. Relax. The video wasn't about Kyrie Irving. I wasn't looking at his name. Relax. Some people, this is what y'all be doing. This Y'all acting like Jason Whitlock. You see one something, entire video, y'all, but, but he messed up right there. Let's, let's make a whole cut. Like, come on, cut it like... I got it, but like that's not the whole video, like relax. But anyway, given the fact that this is such a big story and everybody's talking about it, I was surprised to see that one of Stephen A. Smith's current co-hosts or partners, however you want to call it, or colleagues at ESPN First Take, Shannon Sharp and Chad Oshosinko, who the two of them now have a new show, they started, they themselves we're at the point where now they're chiming in on it. And apparently what happened was Chad Ochocinco spoke to both Terrell Owens and Stephen A. Smith, and he went on the Club Shay Shay show, Shannon Sharp show, whatever it is, to basically say what was said. And Shannon Sharp basically said, listen, I think these guys need to have a ceasefire because he, he, he thinks no one wins in this scenario. So what we want to do is we want to play what Chad Ochocinco said and, uh, and Shannon Sharp had to say about this beef. And then we're gonna continue on the show. Take a listen to that. There, I, I talked to him. I talked to him. I, I, talked was, to him I was gonna reach. I, I was gonna reach out. I was gonna reach out to him tomorrow. I talked. I talked to him in length yesterday. I talked to him in length yesterday. I said, "T. T. Told me the issues that that they had. I'm. I'm not gonna share him here because that's not the place to share him. I also talked with Stephen A. Smith. Mm-hmm. I talked with Stephen A. Smith. I said, "Steve, man, listen here, man. I love y'all. I love both of y'all. You, man, both of y'all are uh, inspirational and very motivational." Are motivating to me in different yes. ways. In different mm-hmm. ways, I, I look I up it. to y'all yep. in different You're ways right. from right. afar. I don't need mm-hmm. to tell you that all the time. Just right. know I admire the right. y'all got going on and what y'all have done. T been watching T all my life. Mm-hmm. Stephen A, I've been watching you even when I was playing and actually couldn't wait to hear you at times. You know, this this ain't this ain't what y'all need to be doing. No. Not 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 not. This ain't what y'all need. To not do. us. To, not to a, not, we not us. Us. We do not not not, not us. We, not giving not giving them something to talk about. Oh, here go these again. Mm-hmm. Look at the you. You're, that's why I, we can't. I, have, that's why we know, can't you, have nice things because y'all gonna tear it up between. I, I I'm I not it. even trying to say it, but I'm I'm trying to find a way. I get it. Yeah. Fact that, let's. To facilitate. Call, call, look, call each other. We could call we each can, other, man. Listen. Tell me what the problem is, and talk about it. I'm a firm believer. We can disagree. You got your opinion. I got mm-hmm. mine. You see mm-hmm. something one way. I see something another mm-hmm. way. But for me, yeah. if I got something to say, I'm going to mm-hmm. call him. You and I going to discuss it. Right. And it's not going to be for the world to hear. Right, 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 right. So that's that's that, that's just, look, people, people attack me all the time. Because Ooh. a lot of times, a lot of times, hey, this is what I found out, Ocho. Yes, sir. A lot of times, if you can do something that they can do, but mm-hmm. they but they can't do what you do. You see, I sit up here, and I was the first athlete. Skip Bayless gave, and Fox gave me an opportunity mm-hmm. as an athlete 
to sit across from a journalist and talk about not only the sport that I played, but mm -hmm. basketball, baseball, mm -hmm. social yeah. issues, golf, hockey, whatever the case may be. I was the first athlete to do that full time. Now, there right. are others that have come since me. Mm -hmm. But now, a lot of times, people look at me because I didn't come from a journalistic background. Right. I'm sitting across from a journalist and doing what he does. Right. He could never live in my arena. Mm. And that breeds envy. Right. That breeds jealousy. Mm -hmm. that, ble that bleeds a situation where I've got to try to, well, I know just as much as you. Right. But uh, I, you why, know, you know, why you, why you, especially if it's like me and you. Yeah. Why would I, why would I, why would I feel a need to say, oh, I'm going I'm to tell y'all what, what Ocho really like behind the scenes. I got mm -hmm. this tea on Ocho and I can't mm -hmm. wait to spill it. Mm -hmm. What? Even if I knew it. Right. I wouldn't tell it. Right. And I ain't really got no tea because I live my life publicly. But listen, they need, they're both, they're both individuals that took different paths. You know, yeah. Stephen, a, Stephen A might not have played. He might not have played. Maybe he yeah. had a dream of playing, but he wasn't able to. So he went a different route. Right. T did play. You feel right. me? But right. both of them climbed that mountain with obstacles yes. in the way. Yes. They both made it to the top and the pinnacle of their childhood dreams, whatever it may be. There both is no both. reason. There's no reason why they are at that top to be going back and forth at each other when they're the only ones that can hit themselves screaming. Because that's where everybody else trying to get to. Okay. We all trying to get where y'all at. Ocho, one climb one side of the mountain, the yes, other sir. climb the other side other of the mountain, side. but they're both at the peak. So you heard what the gentleman had to say. Here are my thoughts. First of all, I think this has nothing to do with some brothers going at each other or going back and forth with each other, back and forth. If that's the conversation we want to have, then I think that you could have left Terrell Owens' name out of this and focus on Stephen A. Smith. You could have left Terrell Owens' name out of it and focus on Stephen A. Smith because he's the one that's usually that usually finds himself in that type of madness where people are calling him, calling him out for it. Terrell Owens was coming to the defense of Max Kellerman. Terrell Owens is not on television on a big platform every single day. So that's the first. I don't think it has to do with the two brothers fighting. Nah, nah, nah. Number one. Number two, just because two black people, two people are black don't mean they got to agree on something. They don't. Like, they don't. There's some dudes that's black, like me, that are grimy as hell. And I'm not going to vibe with. Period. I'm not going to vibe with you if I don't get along with you and I don't like you just because you're black. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. We all know people from our various backgrounds where all of us are coming from. you friends with everybody just because they share your same ethnicity? Let's stop. About the back and forth between Stephen A. Smith and Terrell Owens, I think Stephen A. Smith is 100% wrong because Stephen A. Smith is throwing Max Kellerman under the bus with his comments, knowing that Max Kellerman is currently unemployed. Why are you going so hard at him? Number one. Number two, why are you so cold about it? It's just business. I mean, it's just business. You know, it's just business and it is business. Like, bro, what is this? What is the what is the what is the purpose of being so cold? And that's what T.O. was calling him out on. It's, no one makes more threats in media than Stephen A. Smith at other people. In this case, since we want to use blacks at other blacks. Nobody threatens more people on, on, on sports and sports media than Stephen A. Smith. Nobody. He'd be on TV talking like John Gotti or one of these shows. I don't understand it. Stephen A. Smith walk around like he's some 
mob boss or something. He be mobbing on dudes. I don't know what, that's how he acts. And it is what it is. And I'll show you what it is. And it is what it is. And it is what it is. And I'm a, and I'm a, you know, and that's what I feel, you know, and I'm not backing down from that. And I'm like, yo, what is this, bro? You talk sports. Cut it out. You talk sports. You talk sports. You talk sports. You're not a boxer. You're nothing like that. You talk, you're not an MMA fighter. You talk sports. So Stephen A. Smith is the one that always has that energy. He's always threatening to expose somebody. That's what he did again with T.O. If you keep it up, I'm going to expose you. That's his whole thing. He's either exposing something or dry snitching about something. Yeah, I saw these two dudes get into a fight, but I would never go into the details of it because that's their business. You already told the whole th You might as well finish. Shannon Sharp was pushed out from FS1. Believe me, but I'm not going to say what happened, but you can believe me. You already told the story. Now we all we need now is just the play-by-play. The pillow talk part of it. So to me, I'm calling cap on all of that. It ain't got nothing to do with no black or white thing. Stephen A. Smith be foul sometimes. He be he just be he's just a grimy dude at times, and he's proud about being grimy. Like it is what it is in his business. And if you can't do the job, I'm gonna have you replaced. What? An employee talking about replacing other employees? What? At every opportunity Stephen A. Smith has, he's telling you about the fact that he owns a podcast. Just imagine. Every opportunity he has, he's telling you about the fact that he owns his own podcast. Business people watching this video, is it a big deal that you own your own podcast? Please help me figure it out. There are people that have been owning businesses for 20 years, two, three, four, five businesses, and they don't run around every five minutes telling you about, and I own this business, which I own. Nobody cares. Nobody cares that you own a fantastic, you own a, you own a, you own a podcast. We're happy for you. Great. So it's on him. There's no black and two C2 brothers. That's day what they want. There's no day. There's no day. There's no day that forced Stephen A. Smith to go out there. Because you're saying day like it's white people. There are no white people involved in this. It was him on that show throwing his former partner under the bus all by himself. Joe Biden and all of these guys sitting next to him asked him a question. He went on about it. It's no day. It's him. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.